sake. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the FFS podcast. I'm your host, Praddy, and this is episode 27. Welcome back to those of you who've been listening all the way from episode one. And for those of you who've just joined us, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I hope you have a good time over the next one hour or so or 40 minutes. I don't know however long this particular episode is going to take. So what have you, what have we got in store for you today? Well, we're going to be talking about the Premier League clubs or certain Premier League clubs as well as championship clubs that we believe and by me, we, I mean my guest and I believe will be a somewhat of a success story come next season or whether it, it be that you know, they get promoted, whether they uh, go on a top four run or and, you know, battle it out for trophies. It could be various reasons. And so to discuss all of this, uh, I've got Arjun on the other end of this podcast. And uh, I mean, what, how, how many, I think it's fair enough to say that we've, there's been a gap since your last podcast. So why don't you go ahead and give our, get our guests a quick, brief introduction of yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, I'm Arjun. I'm uh, an Arsenal fan. I've been an Arsenal fan for about 10, 11 years. And I've done a few of, uh, really interesting topics on the podcast. So if you guys have the time, uh, have a listen to those first. Um, in the past, I think uh, we've spoken about Atlanta. Uh, and uh, the Red Bull teams. And it's really f- crazy that we're having the podcast today because both uh, Atlanta and uh, RB Leipzig um, registered really good wins in the Champions League last 16 this week. Um, so it's it's good timing to, you know, kind of market the legitimacy of what we're doing here. Uh, but yeah, um, really happy to be back after a couple of weeks out. And yeah, looking forward to yeah, I mean, it, I can't think that I can't think that we planned it in such a the, such a such a way that we knew that both teams were gonna. We definitely thought Leipzig were in for a shot, given how the season had panned out, and you know Spurs with all of the injury troubles. But I mean, it's just, it's a coincidence of epic proportions that we managed to. We're doing this podcast the day after same weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. But talking about this for this particular podcast or this particular topic, I, you, I mean, it's interesting because you brought this topic up when we were discussing what to talk about for this particular week. And I mean, why, why? First of all, before we get into which team to talk about, why come about this topic? Um, well, uh, because I think the first or one of the first podcasts I did on the channel was about Atlanta um, and I think it was just fun talking about them because we were I think betting on what clubs would do well uh, and of course in football you know stats are something and having a little bit of background knowledge about how the club is doing or playing is something else but also it comes down to instinct and it's always I guess nice to go like hey you know what we were right um, so yeah consider this both of us placing our bets for next season, I guess, um, in a similar way. But I think uh, this might get a bit more audience reach because we're talking about the Premier League. And, um, you know, in the Premier League, it's more certain as well. So 
I think this podcast is going to be a lot, a little bit of facts, but also a lot of opinions. So if you guys have any, if you guys who are listening, have any um, feedback or your own opinions, please do, uh, please do let, let us know. And maybe you can come on the next podcast and discuss that with both of us as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, the reason why I this podcast topic is basically something fun to talk about, about the league and about, you know, just getting to know two people's opinion on football. It's interesting that you brought up Atlanta because I felt that, you know, by choosing the that Syria club that we were slightly ahead of the mainstream media curve and talking, you know, how successful this season might actually be or how successful going on past history. It's not like we were yeah, completely exactly. in the dark and we, we placed our bets on nothing. We knew that this club had a history yeah, yeah. of being successful in Europe whenever they got the chance to be in it. And, you know, the managers were good and everything. So, I think uh, that was a, another reason why I was also geared up to do, you know, a podcast like this rather than, uh, you know, talking about the financial fair play. Would have been a more... Uh, like mainstream topic to do yeah, and one that uh, uh, but uh, no but it's like like the Atlanta one I think this is going to be a lot more intel I mean a lot more information gate yeah yeah uh, not, not only subtle more to do with you know get, getting to know these clubs uh or some of these I clubs know, that yeah, we yes. already know but yeah kind of uh analyzing where the where they're going rather than just talking about you know yeah but all right so uh without you know talking too much and getting distracted about other topics let's yeah, talk about yeah. let's talk about this particular you know topic and or this particular subject and which club do you want to start off with or which club do you feel will have you know the biggest impact next season next season right uh well actually uh do you have a club that stands out like i'm just asking you out of out of just interest, do you have one club that stands out in the Premier League, and maybe you know the teams who are in the Champions Championship that would be um, promoted to the Premier League? I, I, I'm really desperate, desperately hoping for Leeds United to come to the Premier League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I know, I know that's being too mainstream, but I just felt that you know we've been in this game or for too long without having Marcelo Bielsa in the Premier League. I felt he's yeah. the one character who I I think is missing out biggest stage. As much as, you know, people would like to say, you know, Premier League is now kind of the farmer's league this season. But, you know, the entertainment, the glamour, the glitz, everything is there. The characters, the best coaches. Most of the, yeah, I would say the best coaches are there. I mean, and so, I think... The the sorry to interrupt you, but the tag Farmers League it it came because of the quality, not because of one team dominating the league, right? In, in France, right? I mean, it it kind of yeah, it did. Be, see, the the main reason you call it a Farmers League is because of you know the quality. The reason also that they call themselves what is it Uber Eats or Deliveroo or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And and so and but obviously it it also became known as a Farmers League because it was one particular team dominating for ages and you'd have the one off where Monaco won it and all of that and same thing goes even with the Bundesliga where you have Bayern Munich and as much as Bayern Munich fans hate to admit it or would not like to say it but you know for a long time they've dominated the Bundesliga 
and so that's why the term farmers league came about and that's that's why they kind of getting back at the premier league because uh, like the gap between the first and is quite humongous right, 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 right. so uh, but i mean apart yes, from that I, right. I i just i just felt that you know with marcelo bielsa coming in and given that the the reverence are surrounding that personality with the likes of guardiola and all saying that he is the ultimate coach that they all kind of appeared uh, right. and yeah look up to they in, they were inspired by him and all of that to have him in the premier league and you know and given his antics already in the championship it would have been fun to see that dynamic play out it will st- it will still be fun to see the dynamic play out should they not bottle their chances and get at least if not win the championship but come in second and get automatic promotion so that's one team i feel if they come into the premier league and if you know the money that also is involved when you get promoted i i feel that you know that could do wonders with that team uh, um, that that's the thing is particular. you know the reason why most mainstream media say you know leads is some a team to look out for is because of bielsa but it's also because um even he has actually come out in his press conferences in the past and said that you know he considers uh the championship the most competitive league after the top 5 leagues in europe so he considers this the sixth most competitive league in europe the championship so uh i mean i think he is an excellent premier league manager but when you play in the championship you cannot play play your way out of it you have to fight your way out of it which is he's finding a bit difficult i guess um while still being it's crazy i'm saying that statement while leeds are second in the championship right now but i do hope they get promoted because i think they will make an impact like sheffield united if again of course if they're sensible with recruitment and all of that but i feel on basically what has happened so far and the fact that he has had a good two two years with the team training the team and growing with the team to and, and to you know it's it's very obvious that everyone wants to see leads in it more than anything else from a football purist perspective to see how bielsa actually uh, you know yeah uh, apart from the premier league yeah apart from that it's also i mean i have another motive which is I know Manchester United the current position that they are in they already hate two of the rivals to now see Leeds get promoted and join in the yeah. <laughs> you know the Premier League and the top league and start battling it out it's just I mean give it's it'll be fun it'll be very interesting to see you know how uh, that all plays out especially given that history and the rivalry and you know Leeds is such a big club that's the and you yeah, you're talking um, I'm mean, talking just talking about quickly championship uh you mentioned you know how long it is and everything and i guess that's also added because there are what 23 teams so or 24 teams so you need to play i think eight more matches than you would in the premier league so that's eight more game weeks that you have to prep for yeah, yeah i mean it's uh, I've, i mean even if you look at the past few seasons uh, i think even championship clubs have that attitude that look if we have survived fighting playing three games a week every week in the championship then the premier league we will be more competitive there and it it is testament because i don't think in the past i think in the past 4 years i think every championship team has done at least one championship team has done well every season uh, 
this season it's Sheffield United. Last season it was Wolves. Uh, the season before that, I can't remember, but I'm sure one team had done really well or exceeded expectations in the Premier League. You know, um, and it's really interesting that most of these teams have not really won the championship. So that also goes to show that you know um, you might have a very good, good championship coach, but that person can become an excellent Premier League coach. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really nice to see uh, Sheffield United where they are. Uh, and I think Leeds will follow suit next season, as you pointed out correctly. Um, but do you have any other uh, clubs who you, you know, you're interested to basically look out for next season? Uh, okay, I mean, I, I, like not in the championship, but, you know, uh, probably in the Premier League. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of clubs that I'm excited for, but I'm also a little scared for because of how I've seen teams that do well, you know, one season and then go down the neck. Uh, so yeah. I mean, I'm taking I'm taking like Sheffield United for example. So you know, say Sheffield United do the unthinkable and get into the top four, then uh, to kind of cope cope with you know Europa League and or Champions League and then the Premier League. It, it can be a little too much. Uh, I'm still excited because I feel that out of all the teams I've seen over the past few years that have had that have done well and have had to juggle both, I think Wolves and Sheffield United look like they have a plan. They have a you know style of play that has, works. It's not like it's by fluke or by you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, another one, okay. I, I mean, Everton. I'm interested to see where they go under Ancelotti, just because it's Ancelotti. If it was not, there was no Ancelotti there. I really wouldn't give a shit. But uh, I, I'm just kind of interested because the whole point of Ancelotti going to Everton, first of all, amused me. But you know, looking at it, would it work? Because you know, there's no added pressure to win a lot of trophies, un- unlike his previous jobs and you know he can work with the kids and he can get them going again or develop I think Ancelotti was basically to get them into like the top four or top six I think basically making Everton break the top six would be you know Ancelotti's task and I think it is possible even this season to be honest because I don't think anyone wants the top six positions apart from Liverpool and Man City I honestly don't think anyone wants those positions. Um, and Leicester. Yeah, but I mean, it's not, I mean, they've not really, they've won one out of their last five games, I think, and uh, lost the last two. So, yeah, but you won't really see them fall below the fourth. You never know. They're 12 more games. If they have like bad games and teams around but, them, then you never know. If they teams fall out of the top six, but they will fall. They could fall out of the top four. They're nine points ahead of Chelsea, and none of Chelsea's Tottenham, United, or Sheffield, or, or actually not. I wouldn't include Sheffield, but neither Chelsea, Spurs, or United look like they want to win any of the ma- any big matches. And they're all playing the and they're all playing each other next couple of weeks. So soon, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that true. I mean, you finally okay, but let let's talk about what, which club you know you think. Would so 
I was uh, going to go for Southampton, actually, as the club who I think are going to do really well next season. So a lot of people are now kind of sick of Southampton. Initially, they liked them under uh, Pochettino and I think Nigel Atkins, but after they got promoted. But I think after that, it's kind of, you know, not too great football. So everyone kind of is sick of them. But I think um, just purely to go from a 9-0 defeat um, you know, looking doomed to be relevant, actually being twelfth in the league with thirty-one points is is impressive. But also, I think they have the right um, for success. As you said, they have a plan. At least I can see it because um, appointing Hassan Hotel was is a smart choice. Is definitely a smart choice, and uh, he's this guy who's who uh, was looking, I think, with Leipzig, right? He was part of Leipzig before he came to uh, Southampton. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he had done well in Leipzig. He uh, was doing well, I think, in Southampton. I think a little more investment uh, and recruitment if it's done right in the summer. Um, I think Southampton are, um, are due for a season like they had when they just got to the Premier League. So like maybe 6th or 7th, 7th, 8th maybe, you know, in that that range. But I will honestly be really surprised if Southampton uh, don't at least keep up with this performance next season. But uh, what what makes you think that? Because, you know, they're probably running their, what, they got out of the relegation zone and are doing well slightly because, you know, of probably Danny Ings I hit this purple patch of salts and everything like that. But what makes you think that, you know, they can go on a sustained run? Well, um, okay, well, I can flip the question and say the, the same for Leicester City, right? They had good four months where Jamie Vardy had his purple patch. So, hence Leicester went on that run. And yeah, going on one or two runs can actually get you the title. So. If you look at, I think, a couple of years ago, Chelsea, they lost against Arsenal at the Emirates and then did not lose till, like, for the next four months or five months. And then they won the league title under Conte. So, uh, I think, yes, going on a run or having a purple patch is is one of the key moments of the season. Um, and that kind of breaks the season. Danny Ings, you know, is going through a purple patch, I agree. But I think, we have like players who are really good. Like if you if you think about it, like I would say not too much in the past, but in the last few couple of seasons, I think uh, Guardiola has praised uh, Hoiberg, uh, Watkins, uh, Nathan Redmond as well um, for different uh, for different things. I remember him talking to Redmond, uh, and you know basically what I'm trying to say is that some of the players are attracting interest from top clubs or even if they aren't attracting interest, they uh, the top managers recognize these guys as top players. So, um, I think there is talent in the squad. I think Hassan Hootel can tap into that talent and get them to a 6th, 7th or 8th place finish in the league, in the Premier League next season. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they do have that mentality and strength right now. Uh, I think they did not before that, for various reasons, uh, I think Charlie Austin brought that up 
and criticized the club, I think, and the fans a while ago. But, um, I think they are still moving in the right direction, but uh, I think the season is too soon. Um, but I think next season they are really in with the shot. Okay, so, uh, so talking about like you know the the run and everything, yeah, it is important and all of that. I. I guess the season I really, personally I really didn't think that they should have been in the you know in the relegation battle or where they were uh, it didn't feel like given the players that they have and the quality of players that they had it didn't feel, it felt like something was going wrong but uh, Hassan Utel has definitely corrected that and whether that is because of Danny Ings's patch or not uh, it remains to be seen and you know you brought up Leicester it's going to be interesting but yes Vardy has had that you know run of what 10 or 8 8 or 9 matches where he scored every other match every match that is yeah. and and they did well and they've kind of secured a top 4 in my opinion a top 4 spot but uh, you're seeing it right now when Vardy's injured they're not able to get the wins and i i see them struggle next season to be honest I, brendan rodgers has shown that when he has to play champions league and you know, juggling between the two competitions that it's not really his forte. Uh, and, and so... Yeah, but he might also be already a Premier League winner, huh? just saying. If, if certain legal proceedings are to, to go in certain <laughs> See, clubs, if, way, he might be a Premier League. If he does, then that takes off a lot of the shine from the 30-year season, right? Season. Yeah. But, uh, but if he does, then, I mean, then it's... Gerard would have had a Premier League medal, so in which case, then you know that heartbreak is gone. So either which way, I, it really doesn't matter for us. But I mean, some win for you guys, anyways. But yeah, yeah I mean, sorry, getting back to uh, what you asked. But but uh, I mean, I can see where your argument is that you know Hasanutal is a good manager, and and I I would think that the relegation battle that they were facing this season was maybe more of an anomaly than. A, a norm and but you know that to to push it further than you know the probably the top of the bottom half of the table so it's just like the 11th 12th to push that yeah to push that going and battling it for the top six or seven like you mentioned about uh you know it you need that run maybe that will help it'll also help uh if the likes of united and Chelsea and Spurs continue to do what now, which is be totally inconsistent. And then you have the likes of Wolves and Sheffield drop down a level because of the of them facing different competitions and all of that. So there are a lot of factors personally where I feel that have to happen for Southampton to go into the run where into a a situation where they faced, I think, under Pochettino with the likes of Lalana, Lovren, and all these guys who were doing so well and which really got them into a top top seven position. Uh, so, so that's that's where I see them. Uh, okay, but um, let me let me put it this way to you, right? Like, if you if you look at uh, the current Premier League table, right, the bottom half of the table, I think, I think from Burnley to Watford uh, to Norwich, there are only two non-English Premier League managers, and one of them is Norwich City, who are going to get relegated. So, basically, what I'm trying to say is. Only non-English Premier League manager is Hassan Hutel in the bottom half of the table, and uh, well, not English, British, I guess. Uh, yeah. But 
but yeah i mean i don't i don't really see anyone else who's charismatic i mean or it's not an inspired manager you know i only feel is a shoulder above everyone else and i think he's the only one who can actually break into the top half and that's where that's that was the huge basis for my argument uh for this but i mean i do understand why it's why you know you're kind of skeptical on on southampton yeah i'm also a little skeptical because of you know the quality above them okay you look at see i'm just saying take the from fifth or fourth onwards okay so chelsea tottenham sheffield united man united wolves everton arsenal and okay fine burnley might be above southampton right now but they're one team that you know maybe southampton can get over so that's there that burnley are 11th right now so if southampton can get over that that's burnley to get into the top 9 they have to at least get over the like over sheffield united leicester wolves everton i as the non major top 6 sides right. you know you're basically saying do you think they're better than those teams exactly unless, unless there's a major recruitment or these tops the other non top 6 teams fall down a level because of of playing different competitions like europa or champions league right, right. So that's why i'm saying that maybe unless you recruitment totally and utterly brilliant and you get like or he he devises a proper plan and he and he has a brilliant season i i am a little skeptical of you know them breaking into that southampton right exactly i i see them improving and definitely improving from this season which has been terrible but whether they can break into that they have to have something way remarkable I think uh, it's interesting because you mentioned uh, just going back to Ancelotti. Um, like, I think the new manager and someone who's into a club for the new, like a new project, that's always exciting to see. Um, especially in clubs where you can trust your manager, like uh, I mean, where managers are known known to have long tenures. I think you know where I'm going with this. Um, yeah. So yeah I do I do think that Arsenal is also a team to look out for next season. Um and yes there is some bias in saying that but I also think it's you know he seems to be doing all the right things in the first couple of months. Uh people say it's a crucial summer ahead for Arsenal. I don't think it is. Um but I think they they cannot afford to you know completely mess it up. uh it's not like a crucial summer where the future of the club lies in the balance and stuff i don't think it's it's in that stage yet um but yeah i think arsenal are moving in the right direction um a lot of a lot of fans have been reading online saying if we don't get champions league next season it's the end of it um so but i honestly do think that this season still possible to get champions league football um but again it totally depends and um i really think arteta is doing a good job right now touchwood uh but i think um yeah arsenal are a team to look out for next season i i can't say obviously for the title i don't think arsenal is there yet but definitely for a third position i guess but you never know if arsenal go on one really long unbeaten run yeah Uh, okay so i'd have to agree with you to 
a large extent maybe to out of the 100% that uh you spoke maybe 95% okay i agree with position is what you don't agree uh yeah i, I mean no third position is available i kind of don't agree that maybe okay well actually i'd have to maybe agree where you spoke about not going for the title maybe i was expecting i thought when you said that if they go for a long run maybe the title would be in a short out but that that's the proper part i was maybe going to i was definitely going to disagree on but when you said third yeah i would probably agree that third's there for the taking okay um so okay let me tell you so i agree but uh, yeah i mean as you said though but why do you think that if you you know are looking for the third spot and then if they go on a run they can't you know fight for the title because liverpool cannot have the season that they are having like they cannot <laughs> no 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 they cannot have the season that we or we cannot have the season that we are having right now but we can still have the season that we had a year ago which is still not as bad as the season that we are having right now see but uh, if if man city or man city or um Man City uh, are banned from the Champions League. League. Yeah. And it's going to be that could happen. Then it could be either excellent or really bad because they don't have any European games to play. Uh, but if Guardiola and half the team leave then they're kind of screwed. So No, okay, but depends. but talking about Arsenal, I for one totally agree that they have a season to look forward to finally. This kind this season felt a lot like Real Madrid last season where they sacked two managers and then hired the third one. and then started to slowly show progress and so slowly, yep and and so with mikel arteta i do definitely see more progress than under unai emery and uh, i mean lungberg to an i didn't do much anyway so i can't really put the blame on him but i do see a lot of progress made i do see players trying to do more uh, they when you said that you know this is not a summer a crucial summer for them true i think the fact that they're getting william saliba does help from last year that you got uh, otherwise i would have said that you do really you still do need to go and get some good defenders uh, some more solid not on loan but really go out and buy at least if not a defender but a good defensive midfielder to complement torreira or to you know uh, back him up there to maybe strengthen the squad so the attack is fine i think as long as they don't get injured too often then uh, i think arteta will know best how to utilize it i think obamayang's contract is another issue we sorted out so there are chinks to that arsenal need to sort out before going into next season but i do feel that it's not like a manchester united where you need a complete overhaul of 10 players getting out of the club and 10 players coming in exactly. uh, i i've uh, never felt that go on with arsenal i've never felt that as well Uh, but the thing is, the majority—not majority, but certain sections of the fan base do. And however well you perform, the fa- certain sections of the fan base do, and that inherently puts pressure on, you know, uh, the players somehow, and it's affected negatively. But even as you said, like you know, Arsenal need to buy more defenders. If you think about it, Arsenal have quite like number-wise quite a few defenders. Yeah, so but you know what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah, but, I know what you mean. But they have to sell to buy. But then the question is, whom do they sell? Uh, who's? I mean, David Luiz is definitely gone. Okay, fine. David Luiz. Okay, let's say 
for an age wise you sell dawlis and socrates right then you have i mean you'd uh, rather sell mustafi and uh, david luis and keep permanent know about like mavra panos and all that but maybe looking at like even the full back options maybe need to be uh you know you need to get some squad depth i like i like beren like tierney very good full backs but you know they you have cedric who's signed again and then you have kolasinac as well so again you have two specialists in a position like which player would willingly yeah. come in and become third choice forgot you had cedric and colossal well <laughs> you guys can fit in it you know what i'm trying to say right like you need yeah, to no. players and then a lot of arsenal fans like if you ask majority of the arsenal fans they might have an issue with both those players but they'll know who their first choice is for most of these positions next season like people say leno and goal bellerin saliba uh, maybe there's a doubt for the other center back spot and then they're going to say tierney So now yeah. you you have to bring in one big center back name but then you need to get rid of like at least three center backs. If not it's it's going to just be too many people. No that, that I get I guess actually when you started listing out I'd forgotten most of these guys that were there for Arsenal but only because you know it's always been sometimes like you play Saka and you play you know these guys at different That's positions that so these people will these players yeah. will come back. I think Kolasinac is almost fit and I think Tierney will come back in a couple of months. So No but here's the thing like you can't go out there and buy a player worth 50 million pounds because of an injury right like yeah i mean i, I think no. arsenal have squad players in every position but it's about having you know maybe players going out and coming back in but if you ask most arsenal fans like they will name the first 11 that these players have to start maybe except for one center back and yeah they would name the first 11 saying these players have to start yeah so i I I get it. I I like when you mentioned all of the names that I I kind of like would try and retract. I wouldn't say you need to buy defenders, but you probably need to buy maybe one one really good one to maybe, you know, uh sell to and maybe buy one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like like I said, it's not like a Manchester United situation or uh, that you had to completely overhaul your team. And so I feel that yeah this summer isn't really crucial where you know the owners need to go on a mad spending spree you know actually spending. you might be surprised because in in my opinion from what I've seen the team play I think in attack although you know a lot of people say it's sorted like um, Aubameyang is on the wrong side of 30 Lacazette is 28 29 um um you have Ozil who's again wrong side of 30 and you have nicolas pepe who i feel next season will play really well so you have three out of your front four who are th- almost 30 or almost nearing 30 or 30 and above so it, i wouldn't be that surprised if one of them leave and arsenal actually go out there and get a big name um uh, for player i actually wouldn't be surprised if you know they tell obamayang given that his contract situation is running out and he doesn't seem like he's really been open about 
wanting to sign another one so i would really wouldn't be surprised and you're right i mean i really didn't see a need for attack given that if these three stayed or these four stayed ozil is a completely different situation where someone has to be willing to pay his wages in order yes. to move him on so but apart from that i feel that you know like you said arsenal do have a really good shout for the third or fourth position this season i mean it's only been since december or so where you've actually tried to got more points you've drawn i know a lot but that always happens when a new manager comes in and he's trying to implement you see the likes of united yeah. and all laughing about you know arteta not having this managerial bounce back in a way but i i can understand because i think we also went through the similar patch where yeah we won a few games but we also drew a lot and you know we we couldn't fit games under klopp initially and so I see it and as long as you see as long as fans see a uh, uh, an identical out identical but an identifiable style of play and obviously one that they are also happy with and I wouldn't say you need to totally be happy but I guess if the results go your way then everyone is okay with it I think that's the that's oh, the way fans the are built right now you as a liverpool like the fact that you as a liverpool fan is are saying all of this when you know a man united fan be laughing just shows where the two clubs are or the three clubs are right now like it just shows you know you you don't perceive arsenal as a threat in any competition so for you you know it's like yeah you know you can draw parallels and think about it logically but if if i were to maybe you were to maybe say something about city you know yeah. okay right not the season but you know what i'm trying to say right like it's still in more liverpool's level which is Yeah, not how it should be. <laughs> uh, but no, but uh, it, it, apart from that, like personally, I have a sort of I wouldn't say affinity, but I like Arsenal. Uh, I wouldn't say I I would support Arsenal, but I I've always had an admiration for Arsene Wenger's Arsenal. Why? I think it's just because you know I like that style of play. It's always always attacking and. Yeah, they've not done well, but even then it's still fun to watch. It is it used to always be fun to watch Arsenal and especially Arsenal Liverpool games were always goal fest. And so it was always, always fun. fun to watch, right? Also, you know, and, I think yeah. um I remember like when Klopp came to uh Liverpool, like a lot of people mocked him for uh, celebrating a draw with West Brom at home. Yeah, yeah. with in front of the fans, but in hindsight, you know, it's like he was doing this to form a connect with the crowd which he felt the club had lost yeah so it was uh, i mean a lot of people did not see it then uh, did not even see it that way a lot of people mocked him for doing that but and the real thing is although arteta hasn't done that i can see he's someone who's like no nonsense he's not riding on the new managerial bounce to get him a contract at one of the biggest clubs in the world no shots aimed uh, but he is um definitely you know making the i mean even as a fan you can see that he's doing the right things everyone's willing just keeping them out shut willing to learn um a lot of people you know have said that the attitude in the dressing room was not the best under emery um and uh, now people are saying that you know gendouzi i think spoke up a little bit against arteta in dubai and you know he reprimanded him for bad behavior and he was out of the squad So I think these kind of these players like especially Kendozi who's like 20 years old needs these kind of like this is like tough love but it's also necessary in football. So I think you you will see a really good Arsenal next season 
uh, I know it's biased of me saying this, but uh, generally, I believe that can happen. I mean, talking about you know Liverpool not perceiving Arsenal to be a threat. So people obviously, when Arteta came into the job. Obviously, made fun saying, "Oh, he's Pep's errand boy or Pep's secondhand man. He he doesn't he wouldn't know what he's doing. He's just like a discount Pep." I actually, I mean, yeah, to an extent, he may not be Guardiola, but you learn so much from a person of of his caliber or, or his personality. Same like how Mourinho learned from you know Brian Robson and all of that when he was the translator. And all. You, you learn a lot, and so uh, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't perceive Arsenal to be a threat. Mainly because of the quality, rather than anything else. So, not perceiving Arsenal to be a threat because I feel that you know, in terms of quality, there's still a huge gap. At least, if not from the first eleven, but the whole squad as a whole. So, right now, I don't. But if I, I mean, if next season goes the way I predicted to go, then you know, I maybe say in a year or two, uh, in like yeah, a year or two from next year onwards. Uh, Yeah, it could be more interesting. It'll definitely be more intense matches because every time now, but, is, yeah. but your statement is with the assumption that the best team in the country wins the wins the Premier League, or wins the title, and that's not true. And sometimes it's it, that's really charming about football. And uh, over the season, sometimes the best team in the country does not win the Premier League. Um, well, I think the I'm most a... recent. How would you, how would you de- define the best team? Like no, the best I, team on paper before the season starts would not win the league title at the end. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What I'm saying, uh, like uh, yeah, on on paper, no. But I'm just saying that like though, if I perceive the way you know you guys are playing and which is much more cohesive, that's why I don't perceive it. Uh, that's why I perceive I think, them to be an Okay. Uh, here's 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 the thing though, right? Like this season, like in in the summer when uh, the season started, it uh, like Arsenal did the right things in the summer window. Like I genuinely believe Arsenal bought the right players and yeah. the right steps and addressed all the places where which needed to be addressed. Now, when the season started, Arsenal won the first two games, and I was optimistic. Right, the third game was against Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah. Genuinely, in that game. I thought Arsenal would get at least a point before the game started, yeah. because like I felt at the time that was um, Emery's second season, so it was like okay, he will do. You know, he's spent a year with the team, plus you know, he's bought the right players, and Arsenal have just played two good games before that, right? Okay, yeah, um, and Arsenal did not play well that game at all. You know, but I but the thing is, those were the same players. Same set of players, I believed, would actually get a point against this Liverpool team at Anfield. Genuinely, yeah. So I don't think that time can change quality. So I mean, the it's just six months or a year. I don't think players change completely in a year. So I still think that this set of players is good enough uh, to win, to come to third, definitely. But even an outside chance to win the title by not being the best team in the country. If you know what I'm saying, if what I'm trying to say, I I I know I I get it, but I like I get the third but part. I, I think you would agree with my argument four years ago, but not today, because uh, you know the past three years, I think you guys and Man City have been yeah very if, dominant. If it, so if it was 
if yeah. it was a lester if it was a lester title winning season or the chelsea title winning season i uh, completely agree the levels were not that high but you yeah. know the the even the city's first i think no not the first sorry the first one was the 100 one so yeah definitely the first one so ever since mm-hmm. city city centurions happened i think the the bar has been raised so high and obviously now it's been the two teams that have raised the bar so high that i it it's really difficult for me to see any team go you know put that much unless you know those two teams fall to a level where they yeah, are not as consistent that's, but that's exactly what i'm trying to tell you right that uh, i feel that more than this being the new norm i think that these couple of seasons were just something different i i personally can't see this level sustain for the next 5 or 10 years which is why i feel like in not the season definitely not the season but uh, next or the season after there will be a time when these two teams don't perform to the level that they are right now from a results perspective so um, there'll definitely be a level i think i think once pep guardiola leaves maybe say if not come the end of the season but next season i feel that given that there won't be that much of a competition that everyone's levels will drop i mean this the reason last season and this season happened was because of the centurions you uh, like klopp came klopp knew that the only way to win was uh, to win a title was to win each and every game so he pursued his uh, he pushed his players to kind of or ingrained in his players that sense yeah. to win 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 but yeah i completely agree saying two to three years this this will not happen it will go back to where it was before which is any any of the top 6 teams would or any team that has a good, very good season would probably win the title without having to be you know near perfect but i'm yeah, just th- exactly right i'm just thinking next season i don't see it it's too this, far, yeah it's too yeah, close it's too yeah. Far, yeah it's too close but with the right recruitment two to three years i can see arsenal kind of challenging top 2 or i mean even yeah, depending on how whatever they would be in the talk for a, the situation, a, a right. title yeah they would be in a talk for the title should everything work out well but yeah. you know next next season i yes liverpool will not have the season that they had this season but there is nothing to suggest that they will have the season they won't have the season that uh, we had maybe last year or so so uh we might we might lose more than one game but i really don't think that it should be that we'd fall to such a level because yeah this season is purely on you know that desire it's it's similar to that bayern 2013 team where they just won every goddamn thing because the previous season they lost the bundesliga to dortmund and you know the champions league right. to chelsea so it, it it's just pure uh instinct like that so yeah uh, whether when you said title next year no but two to three years i'd completely be okay with that should everything work out yeah i i'd agree with you there uh, and uh, okay. i think we've yeah. we spoken about arsenal enough like <laughs> yeah. any yeah. other clubs though in in your uh, mind who would probably be a good shot next season i can't think really uh, i mean we see a lot of the west brom would probably win the championship if da- don't i mean not, not derby but leeds don't so yeah. you'd see the likes of west brom and fulham come back to the premier league but you know i had a question for you which is if these teams do come to the premier league and they've already been in the premier league and they've gone down to the championship and you know the championship's too good the premier league's not uh, the 
and they're not that ready for the premier league you know where does that leave them then uh like why is it gone to, because of recruitment because this prize money of being promoted means they have so much money to spend that they're just spending it on anybody and everybody and so is you mean clubs in general i think it depends on the uh, idea of the club like the way the club is operated or the business model behind the club like if you look at i think fulham or um okay west brom to an extent fulham in the past uh, they were guilty of spending big big money right and qpr as well i think one of the other clubs recently who have done that and it does not work because of you know them buying players who just just quality players not players who fit the system uh, i think uh, one of the reasons why west ham is not doing well right now is because i think managers have uh, someone who i forgot who the manager was but they have actually said that there was a new striker on training on monday like he came to training on monday and the manager did not know that he was signed the billich just signed i don't think it was billich i don't remember though um yeah. but yeah there was one this happened at west ham and this was with the current owner so um it's actually like you you need to trust the manager who's brought you up to the premier league and you need to ensure that you have the like the right uh system behind you to succeed because usually money does not equate success because if you buy players most of these big money signings come from abroad very few are actually proven premier league players who move to these clubs like top quality players i mean so even if you look at fulham last season it was uh jean-michel seri andre shorla um vieto you know yeah. players from you know atletico madrid players who played world cup finals you know these kind of players who have come in and they have no experience of the premier league they have done this because the agent wanted them to move there that's all and um obviously when you spend 100 million it's easy to convince people to move to the club because of the the spending purely because of the money you spend and the money you throw at them uh, i don't think that's what we should do like club to do like if you look at sheffield or surprise packages in the past bournemouth sheffield even newcastle to an extent they didn't spend crazy money wolves again they had a plan they they again they had a solid plan as you said which is why you know even this season they're playing consistently and that's how it's going to be wolves got it spot on that's how you should spend money and those are the players you should target because they hired a manager who knows the market well they hired people or agents who know those players well so you know if everyone have that portuguese connection the team you know it'll be easier for those players to come to wolves and adapt as well yeah. those players would want to come to wolves and a good example of that is uh, pedro neto he's what 18 19 19 years old or 20 years old and he's playing really well for them like I, i've actually seen a couple of games that wolves has played where he has really impressive Raul Jimenez level impressive. So you know um that's what I'm trying to say and those players would not be able to come in and perform without the structure in place to give them that platform to perform. And I think Wolves have got it spot on but some of the other newly promoted teams have just got miserably wrong. West Ham I don't know how but are just clinging on despite having dreadful um uh you know ideology behind running the club. um but i actually think a couple of other really good teams to look out for was lincoln city 
who are in league 1 right now uh, so i know okay. it's kind of cheating cuz uh, i don't think they're going to get promoted but they have had a really astro- astronomical rise in english football and they're already in league 1 um i remember during arsen wenger's last season or second last season they were a conference team and they played uh, arsenal in the league f fa cup the year which Arsenal won the FA Cup they were so the fact that they you know climbed up the ranks in such short time i think that's impressive um and yeah i think they won't get promoted from league 1 this season because they're mid table but i think next season they should they will do well in league 1 and improve uh, i think portsmouth and sunderland are both again the right direction portsmouth i think a lot of premier league fans like them because when people first the premier league they were always there and thereabouts um so i mean yes they did have a financial meltdown which gave them a lot of sympathy from you know neutral fans i guess uh so yeah i think portsmouth and sunderland are two clubs who um who will also do really well from league 1 and get promoted to the championship i actually didn't think that they were in league 1 yeah i thought i thought Portsmouth and Sunderland were actually in the championship. I I think Sunderland got relegated or something, right? Last year or Sunderland something. Sunderland got relegated last season, and Portsmouth yeah, I think yeah, got yeah. promoted last season. Yeah. No, it it those two teams were definitely you know Premier League. Uh, I won't say stalwarts, but they they were there. Mainstays, yeah, mainstays mainstay for a while, and you'd always and always a lot of fond memories from both teams whether it's Glenn Johnson's at Volley or something was it for Portsmouth early on and Darren Brent right with the beach ball thing i mean oh, yeah, sorry, yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah you know yeah but all of these games were obviously you know a lot of all of these teams are always like a lot of nostalgic memories and i have this i think that's the same thing that's going to happen when Leeds United get through or even you know I think even Nottingham Forest are in the running for to be promoted this uh, to the Premier League I think they're going to be in the playoffs also but I mean talking about how tough the championship is I think there are three points separating 6th or 5th from 9th or 11th or something like that so uh if i yeah, just I mean, can it's super get complicated yeah. to get out of the league as i said you know it's, right. it's crazy so that maybe at the end end of the you know at the end of this a uh, particular season we we'll definitely maybe have a different top uh, you know playoffs uh, playoff teams because it's it can change at any given time uh yeah, I mean, yeah. 10th to 10th to second is just a 10 point gap with yeah. 13 games to play you know i'd actually like to see millwall come in like i know they're like 13 more games and they're actually 10th uh so it's a it's a good shout because only four points away from they're the most hated club in the uk no no they they they're one of the most violent uh like yeah, fan yeah. bases in in yeah, the yeah, uk yeah. and so i want to see how that plays out because we've missed that kind of thing in stoke city used to be one of them west ham at upton park used to be a horrendous place to go to i've heard like uh right now they hate the london stadium but at upton park i u- always upton used park, to hear yeah, it was like white hart lane where the crowd was you know basically on the pitch uh, but yeah i mean upton park was really good i think uh fratton park portsmouth was also pretty good a stadium to go to um but yeah, i mean, i i i wouldn't say i i wouldn't say upton park was a good stadium to go to because if you're an opposition fan you really really have to be on your toes like, there stadium as an atmosphere wise yeah definitely uh not for an opposition player <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean Stoke also used, is a rough place. Uh, so I mean I didn't feel it that much. Uh, I, I had yeah, but it it did feel like you know uh, I'd gone for like the Stoke City Liverpool game and I was sitting at the Stoke end and like the Stoke City fans uh, like above us were going mental. Uh, they were like you could really feel the ground shake. Like I was sitting maybe like four rows away from the pitch. So really up close, yeah. and like when Liverpool scored, and these guys were just, the the stadium was going berserk. You celebrated, yeah? No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I, I had my phone out to record the goal, uh, but I, luckily I had like a friend with me and all that, and he was like, "Dude, put your phone back in. People are looking at you." And they were like, "I was like, okay, yeah, sure." Um, <laughs> I had my I had my Liverpool jersey tucked in as my second or third layer. Luckily, it was like <laughs> minus two or something. So I was like well padded, but then luckily when I got out and I got into the bus, there was like a Liverpool fan. Like ah, I can celebrate with someone. Fine. Uh, <laughs> did did yeah. I mean how did Liverpool win one? Wait, was it the one zero, two zero? No, no, this was the three uh, zero. The I think it was two thousand seven, seventeen eighteen season. Uh, that Mosala, that orange kick we had, and then he scored with the volley. He oh, came right, on and he scored right. two goals. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I know okay. what season you're talking about because yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that season Liverpool Arsenal was three three at the Emirates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Insanely competitive. I actually, uh, it's so weird that um, I watched uh, Arsenal Liverpool at the Emirates, but uh, you know how you said Arsenal Liverpool were goal fest, right? And I think the year yeah. before that was a four three Liverpool win. The year after that was three three, and the year I went was a nil nil draw. <laughs> it is, uh, it is fun though. When is did it? we have? When did we have a nil-nil draw? Uh, I think before that, beginning of the season. Uh, I think two years before that, the uh, the one you're talking about. Uh, it yeah, was, like, I think, not sure if it was still Klopp or Brendan Rodgers. I think oh, that okay. was the season when Leicester won the title. I think that was the season when Leicester won the title. Yeah, beginning oh, okay. of the season. That, it was uh, yeah, me. It was zero zero. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That 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 probably could ring true. Yeah. That that's a while. I actually remember. Just again shows how far Liverpool have come. Like that game, I think Simon Mignolet was in goal, and uh, the Arsenal fans started shout, uh, chanting like, like you know, counting up, because he took so long for goal kicks. You know, he took like at least a good thirty seconds. So Arsenal fans, to pressurize the referee, started chanting, and I was just thinking like in about a couple of months when Liverpool visit the Emirates, Arsenal back waste time when it's zero zero. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah. it's, it, it just shows how far Liverpool have come. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've I've only seen one game at the Emirates, but that Arsenal won though. So, luck charm. Oh, against whom? <laughs> it was uh, it was against it was Chelsea Arsenal Chelsea uh, League Cup semi final second leg. Oh wow! Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I yeah. I think I remember uh, seeing. I didn't watch the game live, but I remember seeing that game. <laughs> I think that is a very boring game to watch, like from a supporter's point of view. If I can remember, like, I didn't like the Emirates atmosphere that much. I think Chelsea, the fan, the Chelsea fan side or section was quite vocal. But once uh, Arsenal scored the goal, it was much better. The the winning goal. Yeah, I think the. Uh, what happens is with Arsenal, especially like you see a lot of. Um, lot of these kind of uh, like outside pressure, like you feel it's a toxic environment, you know. And if sixty thousand yeah. people feel 
you know, put that on 11 people on the pitch, it's very difficult to rise above that and perform. So I think that's also one of the reasons why uh, the team hasn't been doing as well as it should have in the past you know, couple of years. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's nice to share experiences about uh, actually watching matches live. Yeah, I I've only actually to be fair I haven't, I haven't watched I've only watched one match at Anfield and that wasn't actually like a Premier League match also there was a legends match. Um okay. I, yeah, I I thought like might as well get in a legends match to watch like Gerard and Javi Alonso and all play so yeah. like you're never going to get that opportunity. I thought <laughs> might as well. Yeah, I I like that that was yeah. will play anytime soon. Especially uh, this season. I, I don't I don't think I I'll be able I'm trying to see what I can do to get the Newcastle one in uh the la- which is the final match of the season that's where they'll hand the trophy uh if oh, yeah. not I mean, you have to pay a lot for it <laughs> because I'm sure, it's going to be I'm sure yeah I'm sure because the I, previous I'm, match guys even if they give it in black because um you know these tickets are going to be like it's going to be booked by like season ticket holders and all of that right no no i i get i the worst comes to have to sit in the newcastle end but i will still be able to watch my team pick it up but um no uh, so uh, the otherwise the last home match is against chelsea and god knows that i mean that'll be a fun game to watch but like the thing is if i if i don't get the newcastle game then at least i can watch the tr- parade if i that'll yeah, be true. special go there and um, watch it yeah that'll be crazy yeah, it's just that i want to see them lift it up uh and i'm again i'm still not won it so i'm knocking on all the wood here oh, come um, on man like <laughs> you're discussing when you lose the title but yeah 26 points in what 10 games to play you've won it <laughs> like yeah. you can book your tickets no, so i mean the beauty is whatever happens right so you could the earliest we could win is everton uh that's goodison park So what better place to win that your rivals home ground home, if that yeah. doesn't happen if that doesn't happen then you know the eventual victory is at crystal palace which is what better way to win than you know against the manager that started the decade which is roy hodgson um to Or show how far fall for a while <laughs> just yeah, no, to, but but basically yeah, to yeah. show you know how far we've come since you know you were the manager at the start of the decade yeah, so yeah. that will that'll be a fun to uh, to show it. or i mean i don't think now we can win it at uh, etihad because the earliest we the most we can win is at crystal palace oh no we can win later on but that would mean that we lose matches from now on but i'm yeah, saying but if everything is, uh, goes i think this uh, uh, w- the i'm more interested like i know the full are going to win the title but the 49 undefeated like our record for 49 undefeated <laughs> that that ends again city i think if it the 50th match is i think no 49th is city i think so no there's uh, arsenal also at the end somewhere i know arsenal and the emirates is there no, like oh yeah you know as arsenal yeah yeah arsenal is the match before chelsea so you can win the premier league so, title at the emirates right or not oh yeah you can we can yeah that's that's like if we lose a lot of matches and then to win it in the third last game or something oh oh shit okay it's the third last game then um yeah yeah, yeah. So I mean everyone's hoping that it'll be Crystal Palace because then uh, Guardiola's men have to give us the guard of honor. Oh shit yeah. Also like Crystal Palace is like five games away that's all <laughs> Liverpool require like five wins yeah, yeah, from yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Five wins five wins shit. 
Damn, yeah. Is that, is that, I, I think... I'm more interested in the, like, I'm, I'm sorry to burn on your Liverpool title parade, but I just do not want Liverpool to get 49 undefeated. Like, that is, I think, the only thing Arsenal can hold on to, or Arsenal fans can I mean, hold on to I, the unbeaten well, season in this. Yeah, I mean, what Arsenal fans are more worried about is us going undefeated this season rather than, you know, beating that 49. Yeah, the 49 is also a pride song that you guys, or the pride thing that you guys have. You've been 49 games unbeaten. But I think even if we, 49 is Man City, we still got another couple, a month and a month and a couple of games after that to uh, really win, to win the title undefeated. So I think what Arsenal fans are hoping is that you can win the title, you can probably we don't mind you beating the us beating the 49 streak but just don't you know lose one i think, I think this is exactly one. how yeah but i think arsenal have the chance because it's in their hands like yeah. arsenal have to pull off like a miracle but yeah it's in their hands to preserve the streak and also you know after liverpool win the title they might lose a bit of intensity because they're juggling with european commitments considering they win in at anfield but still if if that if we were kind of you know lose the intensity i really don't mind but i don't mind if it's it it might just be instead of winning last minute winners or taking last minute we just be okay with the draws so draws are still okay in the invincible season so uh um, <laughs> like, yeah. but so we don't mind yeah. like drawing but yeah. like i mean if think about it this way though would you would you want the team to progress in the champions league or would you want an unbeaten season like what's more important for you champions league i want more trophies i i mean i love the i love both to have i love the invincible season but i'd love to win trophy after trophy i mean this i think with klopp is like the biggest time and best time to win it so might as well yeah. uh anything that comes along with it whether it's beating any streak or anything i think even klopp thinks an added bonus but i again it's it all depends on the players i don't see them dropping their mentality you know after such a thing because they also need to be you know go after each yeah on the game because of the champions league but again champions league now with atletico is going to be do you think that'll happen or do you think atletico will bore out i've seen atletico bore out that's my only worry but i don't know man it's they won one zero, which is on a set piece that to it's really it's it's going to be very very interesting. If they if they score one, then I think it's going to be very difficult in Atlanta. But <laughs> we have shown that we can keep a clean sheet. So yeah. Anyway, going to be a different story for yeah. a different time. Is the podcast still running? Because I mean, we're just chatting yeah. like casually for the past. No, no. <laughs> no, that's fine. Minutes. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's. I think we should call it. Uh, day because it's uh, I think we've hit the an hour mark. But yeah, as always, been it was it's been an interesting conversation talking you you know about teams and you know where we, uh, where we see them come next season and what are what are our predictions and more often than not on this podcast our predictions or our discussions have always come I can say if not true but I've always come into the spotlight uh, in a way I yeah I can say and most of it has has come true but. I mean, most of it has come true, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I said that Arteta... No, I don't know if I said Arteta will get fired by us. I, yeah, I, I think, yeah. I, I'm fine. I mean, the managerial thing, we really didn't predict, but we kind of asked for your thoughts on that. But I mean... What you want, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. And 
that that was more your preference rather than what you think will actually happen so will happen yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so that that really not a prediction but anyway uh, i hope you guys have had fun throughout this entire one hour especially towards the end where we spoke about experiences so maybe you could relate a lot to it um and i hope that we you can you know you can always uh, rate us rate the podcast you can share with friends and family you can even follow us on you know different podcast platforms or even the major ones like spotify apple podcast google podcast and uh, you can follow us on twitter as well so uh, thanks arjun for being a part of this podcast again uh, it was a pleasure having you and we'll definitely catch up soon with more of these unorthodox topics yep thanks for having me and yeah we'll speak soon something more fun something you guys want to listen to uh, if you guys have any topic that you want to add uh, please uh, do get in touch with radhi and he'll uh, you know bring you on the podcast and then we can all have a good fun debate on uh, teams that might interest your topics that might interest you definitely yeah i mean either you, you want to be a part of this podcast or you want us to cover it then we'll gladly do that as well so we are here for you guys itself so uh i guess that's it for episode 27 i'm your host pradi once again and see you